Once I think I have to remember, ere the grey side of November, quench my youth's aspiring ember, would there such a thing as bliss? Skies that now are dark with dreaming, golden azimuth splendid streaming, till I learned that all was dreaming, deadly dimness of death. But the stream of time's of feeling brings the torment of half knowing, dimly rushing, blindly going, past the never trodden glee. And the voyage reaping, see the wicked their fires shining, hearts of wicked perils whining, as the helpless drift see. Evil winds the ether beating, vultures at the spirit beating, things unseen never fleeing back against the leaving sky. Ghastly shades of bygone gladness, clawing fields of future sadness, mingle in a cloud of madness, ever on so fly. Thus the living, lone and sobbing, in a fury of anguish throbbing, as the lonesome fury robbing, night and noon of peace and rest. But beyond the groans and grating, thus the living, alone and sobbing, in the thrones of anguish throbbing, with the lonesome fury's robbing, night and noon of peace and rest. Beyond the groans and grating, of apparent life is waiting, sweet oblivion accumulating, all the years of fruitless quest. The next poem we'll be reading is Nemesis, also by H.P. Lovecraft. Through the cool guarded gates of slumber, past the warden abyss of night, I lived my life without number. I surrounded all things with my sight, and struggled and shrieked the ear of daybreak, being driven to madness of fright. I whirled with the earth at the dawning, when the sky was vapour flame. I had seen the dark universe yawning, when the black planets rolled without aim. When the rolling horror unheeded, without knowing or luck, start or me, it drifted or seas without ending under sinister grey-coloured skies that many fort lighting is reading. Fond but hence cries, with the moans of invisible demons that out of the green waters rise. I plunge like a deer through the arches, the hoary primordial grove, where the oaks feel the presence that marches and stalks or where no spirit dare roll. Pale from the thing that surrounded me, and leers through dead branches above. I have stumbled by cavern mountains that rise barren and bleak from the pain. I have drunk of the fog flooded fountains that ooze down the marshes and the main. And in the hot, cursed cars I have seen things I cannot gaze on again. I have scanned the vast ivy for palace, trod the unpainted hall, where the moon rises up from the valleys through the tapestry things from the wall. Against figures disgruntledly woven, I cannot endure to recall. Peer from the castles in wonder, at the mouldering metals around, at the many and fellows that under the cush of the grave that is round. And from rows of white armed covered maple, I listen intently for sound. Haunted the tomb for the ages, I have flown on the pension of fear. The smoke bleached embers rages, where the drupal's limp snow clad in trear. And in realms where the sun of the desert consumes what it never can cheer. 
I was old when Fair was first mentioned, the jewel taken to him by the Nile. I was old and was epoch uncounted, when I and only I was veiled. And man yet untainted and happy, dwelt with blessed on the far Arctic Isle. For great was the sin of my spirit, and great in the reach of the doom. Not the pity of heaven can cheer it, nor the respite be found in the tomb. Down the infinite eons, come beating the winds of unmerciful gloom. To the cold that would give you the slumber, as the wandering abyss of night, and have lived on my life without number, have surrounded all things of my sight. I have struggled and shrieked, error the daybreak, being driven to madness with fright. Let that wandering thing as the nightmare like. There is a lake in distant town, beyond the wanty haunts of man, where roads alone in hideous state, a spirit dead and desolate, a spirit ancient and unholy. Heavy with fearsome melancholy, which from the waters fell in days, was vapours cursed with pestilence. Around the banks a mire of clay, sprawled bent against in the cave, and curious birds that reached that shore are seen by mortals nevermore. Their shines by day, the sea and the sun, on glossy waters beheld by man, and here by night pillowings flow, and to the depths that yawn below. And nightmares only it is told. What seems beneath those fears unfold. What seems too old for human sight. Life's that some can hear in endless night. For in those depths, their only pace, the shadows of a voiceless face. From midnight moon of hell, I saw her wake, asleep and still. While in the lurid sky there rode a gibbous moon that glowed and glowed. I saw the stretch on marshy shores and the filthiness marshes more. Lizards and snakes convulsed and dying, ravens and vampires petrifying. All these things, hovering over the dead, narcography that on me fed. And as the dreadful moon climbed high, frightening the stars over the sky, I saw the lakes the waters glow, till sunken things appeared below. Those shores unnumbered, fathoms down, of towers of forgotten town. The tarnished dunes and mossy walls, with tangled spires and empty halls, extended fanes and vaults of bay, and streets of gold and covered. These I beheld and saw beside a horde of shapeless shadows wide. A noxious horde which to my glance seemed moving on a hideous dance. From slimy spectacles that lay beside the never travelled way. Straight from those tombs, a heaving rose that vexed the waters dull repose. Where well, little shadows from a hushed face, hallowed at the moon's sardonic face. From sight to wake within its bed, but down the caverns of the dead, till from the weekend moon, sight first, thrilled from the fumes of noxious birth. About the city, nigh uncovered, the monstrous dancing shadows covered, and though these opened with sudden start the portal of each spectacle, no ear may learn, no tongue may tell, but nameless horrors then fell. I see that lake, the moon again, that city, and the things within. Walking, I pray that on that shore the nightmare lake may sink no more. And the last one we'll be reading is the ancient track. There was no hand to hold me back the night I found the ancient track. Over the hill and strained to see the fields that teased my memory. 
This tree, that wall, I knew them well, and all the roofs and orchids fell, familiarly upon my mind, as drawn cast not far behind. I knew that shadow would be cast, when the late moon came up at last, from back of the Zanman's hill and how the veil would shine the hours from night. And then the path grew steep and high, and seemed to end against the sky, I had no fear of what might rest beyond the silhouetted crest. Straight when I walked throughout all the night, the pale, the photo dressing light, and wall and farmhouse gave a glow, unearthly by the climbing road. There was that milestone that I knew, two miles to Dunwich, now the view. The distant spire of roofs withdrawn, with ten more upward cases gone. There was no hand to hold me back when I found the ancient track. I reached the crest and see outspread the valley of the lost and dead, and over Zanman's hill the horn, a malignant moon was born. The light, the weeds, the vine that grew, the ruined wall I never knew. The foxhide glowed in fields of bog, and unknown waters spewed the fog. His curling talons mocked the thought that I had ever known a spot. The well I saw from the mad scene that my loved past had never been. Nor was I now upon the trail descending to the long dead wheel. Around the fog I heard the spray slashings in the Milky Way. There was no hand to hold me back. At night I found the ancient track. H.P. Lovecraft, the thing about Lovecraft is that he was a horror writer who wanted to write stories that could scare atheists. So it wasn't an unholy being or a demon, it was an alien or a sort of entity that people just sort of couldn't comprehend. So to put that in perspective, it's like, oh, it's a demon, it's a fireball. So, or a monster as opposed to another being. And a lot of the things he talks about with dreams are like, is it a vision, or is it taking somewhere else, is it like another dream world, or is it just an alien trying to communicate with you through dreams, or is it even an alien, is it an elder of God, so he kind of leaves that kind of black, and that's why I really like his poems, because the stories as well, you could you know, argue either way that it is a God or isn't a God, so the fact that they are an alien, so I really like the fact that the poems itself becomes up for interpretation, but especially when, uh, especially when it comes to like the poem that the ancient track, it's like, oh it's falling familiarly upon my mind, but then it turns out not to be, so is that the person's memory, or is it another vision, or you know. So there's a lot of just like, oh you have to fill in the blanks, and it kind of doesn't explain it, but it's not trying to explain it. Leaving you to sort of work it out or put in what you want. So, yeah, it's kind of interactive to read the HP Lovecraft's work, and that's one of the things I really like about it, and that's why I picked uh, three responses for three. Thank you.